lights start a blank and those handcuffs click. You know who to call and you better call quick. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. You fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man, Justice for All. You better call Saul. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Breaking Goodman, a Better Call Saul podcast. This episode covers episode four of Better Call Saul, entitled Gloves Off. Uh, I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and if you could, introduce yourself uh, going around to the right. Oh. Uh, this is Michael Henley. I'm Samantha Russell. And I'm Brian Craig. Cool. Uh, what are some first impressions of this week's episode? Uh, I liked it. It was it was intense on all fronts. There was a lot of drama going yeah. on. Yeah. 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 Slow paced, yeah. but intense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, a Mike-heavy episode with a lot of uh, references to Breaking Bad, yeah. which I imagine the fans would uh, are, are loving right now. Uh, don't say what, but is there more than, than Tuco? Yeah, there is. Is there? Two There's more. at least two more. Uh, I don't know if right now I'm like thinking like maybe I missed some some things. Oh, all right. Well, uh, we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. Tell you okay. Interesting. All right. Yeah. All right. Wow. Um, I know that I was looking around for a uh, a Poyos, uh, Poyos Hermanos. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm surprised we haven't seen one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was looking. I didn't see anything. Yeah, even somebody coming um, with a cup or something yeah. once. You know. Okay. Yeah. Just give uh, it to me. So yeah, now I'm now I'm excited. Oh, so let's get you'll going. You'll find out. Okay. Um, did you want to start off with? Um, uh, the oh, okay. So we're doing the Jimmy, Jimmy, story? Jimmy story first. Uh, we we start with his uh, morning meeting with Davis and Maine, and they're watching the commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jimmy is is once again just kind of rationalizing. Well, this is it cost six hundred and forty seven dollars, and it was a seven hundred dollar ad buy, and we got all these people, and uh, they are not impressed. Um, they are very worried about the commercial because they, they have other clients that they say uh, they wouldn't want to be associated with this. Yeah. Um, they oh, uh, Beggs was also uh, unimpressed that uh, Jimmy used his own voiceover, yeah. Yeah. which was the thing that Kim was like, oh, hey, it's you. And yeah. he's yeah. like, yeah. do you use your own voice? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, use your own voice. <laughs> um, and he, while he keeps giving all of these excuses, they keep saying, like, don't. Don't act like you don't see what the problem yeah. is. You went. We're a team, and you're not working with us. And mm-hmm. you, you did this, and this is unacceptable. Yeah. Um, and then Cliff Maine tells him that uh, there was a vote of two to one to have him fired, but um, he he believes in second chances, so he's going to let him stay. But that was strike one and strike two. Mm-hmm. So make sure you you know pull yourself together. Yeah. Um. Yeah, do, should I continue on with that? Uh, no. What, uh, what? Any any thoughts on on that so far? For me, um, one of the things that that stuck stuck out a bit um, was uh, that you know we figured when they said you figured since you were a solo practitioner that there'd be a little little bit of a, a learning curve. But you know, like like you brought yeah. up, like we're 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 a team player, uh, and they also made the point of. Uh, mentioning like yeah, Sandpiper's Sam cool and everything, but it's not what keeps the lights on in yeah. this place. So they yeah. have a whole lot of other things uh, going on, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I felt that Beggs, um, he is Maine. Yeah, uh, I felt that Maine uh, was. You can like, call him Cliff if you want. Sure, Cliff. Cliff. Uh, Cliff. <laughs> 
Cliff Main. Uh, that Cliff Main was like last week. It was it was a big departure from where, where we had seen because he had gotten so angry because everything else yeah. was just this guy chilling in his uh, uh, office playing guitar, and then it was just like boom. Yeah. Now it's like angry bigs, um, and uh, in, even in this meeting, and then it's like boom again. But I believe in yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just yeah. The, he's he, he just he's such a loving guy in yeah. a way. I think yeah. I think the anger is real. Is not what he's used to at all. Like yeah. I don't think it, he experiences this much. Yeah, it it felt a lot like I don't know, but like you know when you were a kid and like. You know, you'd have to be a very perceptive kid to pick up on this, but like I've seen, uh, I've seen parents, I, I've seen other parents do it since now that I've grown up. Like, the, but some parents do this very specific thing where like they're angry at their child, but they've already kind of gotten over it, but they still have to have the argument with the child, and the child is not getting it, and so as a result, like they really want to get past this, but like they keep dredging up the same shit again, and like the parent is just like, no, no, no like you're not getting, you're not yeah. getting it, basically. I'm already over this, you yeah. know, like. Um, so I thought that was, I thought that was very interesting. Acting from uh, from Beggs, yeah. Uh, I also feel like it w- it was less of them being unimpressed and more just this th- this this is something they're just not used to. Yeah, Somebody they don't like what going, it represents. Yeah. yeah, and I think it was also just the the fact that he didn't actually get it approved and he didn't yeah. talk to them because yep. even if he brought them the commercial and they liked it, doesn't mean that. You know, it's okay to just do it behind their back. Right, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was... We saw Jimmy trying to be Jimmy and saying, well, here's here's what this accomplished. It accomplished what I set out to accomplish. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like it wasn't working on on this group of people. Yeah. We got a hundred something new calls and yeah. just the just this morning we had seventy, seventy new yeah. calls and then the phone rang, yeah. I think, right there. Yeah. And he's like, Hear that? That's that's business. Yeah. That's that's the results of this uh this commercial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um there's a really interesting moment too where uh Jimmy basically says he like says, What was it like the total sunk cost was like six hundred and seventy five dollars? Yeah, six forty seven. Six forty seven. And he mentions that, and uh, and Maine is just you know just he just says stop talking, stop yeah. selling, you know, stop, stop yeah, selling, stop yeah. Selling. yeah. And uh, Jimmy says, I'm just doing that to give you all the details to be full honesty or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you get that sense that like he did include that fact to just be like, come on, you're not impressed by that? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's exactly what uh, he talks. Uh, he talks. Uh, he talks with Chuck. Uh, uh, and Chuck says to him mm-hmm. that it's always about the the ends justifying the yeah. means with you. Yeah, uh, and this is what it, this is what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add. Uh, mm-hmm. This was also very uh, it was very gray and devoid of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody was wearing grays, which I thought was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. and the commercials black and white too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I took a. I, I mentioned last week that I had. I was taking vacation days last week, so I was watching a lot of afternoon television, and uh, especially uh, on the Buzzer channel, I was watching a lot of... The uh, what channel? Buzzer. It's kind of... It's like a game show network, but it's what game show network was airing 15 years ago, like uh, Family Feud, like Richard Dawson Family Feud, So every every game that involves a timer... Yeah, yeah, uh, like Tattletales and, uh, and Super Password. Uh, so I was watching a lot of uh, that type of television, mm-hmm. and that's when those types of uh, like lawyer commercials mm-hmm. would air. Absolutely, and uh, like I totally get the argument of the 
I guess Davis or the third party who's not in the title of the the company, um, like their image is what they're most concerned about, and and that's definitely a, like those commercials are a certain type of lawyer, mm-hmm. and they're a different type of lawyer, and never the twain shall meet. Yeah, um, it's not like Alan Rothenberg, right? The injury lawyer. <laughs> Call six two four eighty eight eighty eight. Pond Hockney. I don't know that one. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's like a personal personal injury stuff. Okay, it's, it's almost all personal injury for for those yeah. things, unless yeah. it's mesothelioma. Yeah. yeah. Um, or if yes. you were a loved one, yes. suffer from mesothelioma. What is that? Yeah. Yes. What it was it? a birth yeah. control oh, right. from like yeah. four years ago. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. for a while, there was also the um, um, the the diet drug fenfen. Oh, oh, fen-fen. Right. oh yeah, fenfen. Yeah. 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 Um, all these class action lawsuits, all these Jimmy McGill lawsuits. Uh, there was one other thing. Uh, he so he leaves the office mm-hmm. uh, and goes to call Kim. But there's one sm- very small moment in there that I want to talk about, and that's where he walks by. I think the guy's name is Omar, and Omar looks like really concerned. Yeah. Uh, and to me, that's a, that's again a, a deliberate choice on the part of these guys. And I just see Omar getting used, t- like taken advantage of. Uh, that concern getting taken advantage of at some point uh, down the line. So if I if I could lock it in, Stone Cold Lock of the Century of the Week, uh, I'm going to say in an upcoming episode before the end of this series, he gets Omar fired. Okay. Mm. Okay. Because uh, they they got this little you got a little thing little, little, little bond happening. Yeah, he's very yeah. loyal to his boss. Yeah. Kind of like the the character from uh, Thirty Rock. Um, Alec Baldwin's uh, right hand guy. Right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, and I feel like he's a little bit like the way Kim sort of got caught up in this because he, I think he just assumes, well, this is his boss, so he knows what's best, and yeah. he knows what you know. Like he must have gotten approval for this. Yeah. Otherwise, why would he mm-hmm. be doing it? And everything he does is slathered in charisma. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's just a cool guy. Yeah, yeah. She's um, cool. Easily likable. I'd still want to be friends with yeah. Jimmy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't? Uh, Chuck. Uh, so he goes and he calls Kim. Uh, and uh, again, the show just just love the way that everything is edited together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We see missed call uh, and then we hear uh, Harold's voice. Um, well, he said, well, he said, Howard. well, he leaves, Howard. he leaves the voicemail <laughs> saying, please call me before you talk to Howard. Yeah. yeah. And then the phone's in the bucket. So, you know, she's yeah. talking to Chuck and yeah. probably I Howard. Yeah. yeah. I even yeah. missed that part. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Chuck is there. Uh, yeah, talking it's such to a great, Howard. like shorthand storytelling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Visual. Yep. Uh, and a nice pan up. We see them and, uh, yeah, they're already in a meeting and, um, Howard is with Kim. Uh, didn't you, didn't you even think to tell me? Uh, and he's talking about how poorly this reflects on all of us, on you, on this company. Um, and she doesn't say much Mm. of anything. Mm. Um, because we know that she didn't know about yeah, that it's, he didn't he get this. approval. Right, he yeah. implied to her that he mm-hmm. got yeah. approval. Yeah, and then everything was cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I Kim just really. I think she was also caught off guard and felt embarrassed that she didn't know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think she was all, all like almost feeling like she got betrayed. She got uh, for sure. 
Slippin' Jimmy. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that he, he said to her, like, he said something along the lines of, oh, you know, like, oh, he went for it or whatever. You know, like, when she was talking about yeah. the commercial, she didn't, he didn't say I didn't get any approval for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, uh, Howard, uh, just kind of says, uh, you can go. You're done. Uh, and after they, after she leaves, uh, it's, it's just him and Chuck. It's silent for a little while, and then Chuck turns to him and just... Yeah, and just scratches his hand. Yeah, like all yeah, smug. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got smug Chuck. Yeah, yeah. super smug is what <laughs> yeah, I wrote down. Smug. Yeah. Uh, so smug Chuck uh, turns to him, scratching his hands, just like, mm-hmm. so what are you going to do? Well, he says, what are... Uh, oh, yeah, what are you going to do? I thought yeah. he's like, what are we going to do? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he said, what, what are you going yeah. to do? Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah. what am I going to tell you you're going yep. to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Howard has no say. Yeah. Super smug. So smug. Um, okay, so then Jimmy shows up at HHM, uh, mm-hmm. and he, it's kind of after hours, I guess, the place is being cleaned, uh, and he shows up at Kim's office. Oh, can we just, when he sure, ran, runs in, because he's, the guy's buffing, buffing the mm-hmm. floor, and he goes, watch out, the floor's slippery. And I just chuckled, because of slipping Jimmy. Slipping Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so he heads up to Kim's office, and it's empty. Uh, and he says, uh, you know, like, oh man, am I too late? I guess assuming that she, she's she was been fired. fired. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, no, you're not too late. She's still here. Where? <coughs> I guess the, the bowels of, uh, somewhere of this in the basement? building. Yeah. yeah. In the cornfield? Yeah. Uh, in Doc Review, I believe he called oh, it. In Doc Review. Um, and, uh, they have a bit of a conversation. Anybody want to take that? Well, Uh, (laughs) it's mainly that she's angry at him. She's angry at herself. He tries desperately to do something, and it's that kind of doomed conversation that you often have where it's just stop trying to help, but helping, you're only trying to make things worse. Mm -hmm. He he tries to, he offers to go to Howard, you know, Mm -hmm. to to try to explain what's happening, and just she's not having it. So she shuts him down in every way possible, and it's... Very cold. Yeah. Though there was an up note. What was the... the I don't remember what the exact wording was, but... Oh, uh, he said... Uh, she said something to the effect of, like... Um, she said, if you if you go to him, oh, we, oh, are, we, are, we are done. Yeah, yeah I'm like, telling you, if you go to Howard, we're done. And, and he, he says, says we're, so not, we're, we're not done, done now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, feel bad for Kim. Yeah. Yeah. Feel bad for Kim. Yeah, um, she's caught in the crossfire. Yeah, I'm going to preemptively call my loser right there. Yeah. Uh, Kim, for sure. Yeah. I've got to get behind that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, this show has done a really good job about making me uh, really like and care for, for Jimmy. But we're getting into areas where it's like no why are you doing this yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, the whole while knowing that's who he is yeah, that's that. what he does and he gets even worse right which is going to be it's going to be really see, tricky to see how they navigate that because you know this is really the time and there's no going back now this is going to be the time when Jimmy basically starts hurting people yeah. you know yeah. all around him mm-hmm. um, and that's going to be tough to watch I gotta be honest like I found last night's episode actually kind of tough to watch at times yeah. in like a good way not in like a horrible way but in yeah. like a but like you know cringy kind of like oh, oh, oh you <laughs> this know. isn't going well yeah yeah <laughs> 
like I was dreading, you know, Kim and Jimmy's conversation, like, you know, their confrontation, you know, which, you know, about halfway through the episode, I was dreading it when I knew it was coming. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the writers have done a beautiful job of making us root for the bad guy, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Like, Jimmy is a super nice guy, and he means well, but he's also, like, he's doing it to himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just can't help himself. It, yeah. is, it is who he is, yeah. And he's hurting everyone around him. Yeah. How do you contrast that or compare that to Walter White and Breaking Bad? I feel like Walter White and Breaking Bad was more pushed to a point where he was just kind of... He was almost content at, with his life until the the cancer pushed him into the evil. Like, he was sort of forced over there Mm -hmm. just to try to save his family. Like, it started out with good intentions, and then, you know, he he embraced that evil part that was in him. But I feel like Jimmy has always sort of been this schemer, and then he's just trying to go into a different world and and trying to fit in there, and it's not working. Yeah. Yeah, it's more granular, because there's no inciting incident for Jimmy. There's no, you know flash that sets off the powder keg it's just this is who jimmy is and he keeps getting opportunities and he keeps fucking them up because he just he just doesn't fit it's clear from this episode alone that he does not fit at this firm yeah you know and when it does finally end for him it's going to end even worse than how we thought it was going to end possibly you know uh with this whole thing it's just it's just because of who jimmy is jimmy has to be the guy who flips that light switch that Mm -hmm. says do not touch Mm -hmm. you know um which is kind of sadder, honestly, I think, than anything that Walt went through. Yeah, he's kind of like an addict more than a guy who got cancer. Like, he's addicted to the light switch. He's addicted to the con. He's Mm -hmm. addicted to breaking the rules. He's addicted to doing his own thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, we'll go on to uh, Chuck's Chuck's place, um, where he... He shows up at Chuck's, uh, and he's at the mailbox, and he's like, ah, fuck the mailbox. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not putting this shit in there. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets, like, three steps. In, yeah. in, 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 he's like, ah, oh, I'm right, put fine. it in. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that we get a close-up of his face as he's doing it. Yeah. And he steps yeah. forward, and it's just like... Oh, yeah. You know, and then he goes phone in. Yeah. Uh, and that's the great thing about flip phones. Because you, you, they were, they were for the most part, built to... to throw yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can't do that with like an iPhone or something. You wouldn't just throw that into a mailbox. No, no. Uh, so the time period here is uh, working out. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so yeah, he goes back, throws his uh, throws his things in there, and uh, he is banging, banging, banging on the door. Chuck, come on, let me in. I'm here. Uh, you know, don't make. Then he's like, don't make me do this. And I'm like, what is he gonna do? He's gonna break in. And then he's just got keys. Yeah, he just goes in. He's just got keys. Opens up. Uh, and uh, he finds Chuck um, curled up under his space blanket. Um, yeah, so he's all he's all geared up to have his little confrontation with Chuck, and now Chuck is yeah, Chuck, Chuck has had, had a breakdown, and yeah. so now he's got to set aside his rage. Yeah, and uh, be the little brother that takes care of. His, yeah, takes care of Chuck. Seen shades of last season, mm-hmm. uh, and he he goes into that kitchen drawer, which has uh, I didn't know what it was at first. Yeah, um, but it's a drawer full of these uh, little wrapped space up space blankets. blankets. 
little space blanket pouches, um, <laughs> and uh, he's like, right, "We're gonna we're gonna double you up here or something like that." Tuck them in. Uh, yeah, tuck them in and uh, <laughs> double extra protection. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, extra protection. <laughs> extra protection. Uh, and gets him some water uh, and no hospital, um, and he ends up just staying staying the night there with him. Yeah, um, like practically watching him, like practically yeah. Like, yeah. not going to sleep at all, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything on just that bit? Any other thoughts? Really well acted. I mean, yeah. yeah I, I mean, yeah. always the show is really well acted, but especially by Michael McKean because mm-hmm. he has done such a good job of creating this character that <clears throat> you feel sympathy for and then want to punch in the face sometimes. Mm-hmm. In the same mm-hmm. scene. Yeah, which is also Jimmy. Yeah. It's like yeah. so many of these characters. Um, it's as if they were real people. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're writing them they're like human multi-faceted beings. human beings. Um, did you want to? Oh no, I no. no? Okay. Um, so uh, it's now morning, and uh, we see that he has been there the entire night. Jimmy's been there the entire night. Chuck is still um, extra protection on top of him on the on the couch, uh, and Jimmy makes him some tea. Uh, some some uh, some tea for him, and then they kind of uh, have it out. I was hoping he'd tell me, oh, go make your own tea then. Yeah. Like, can I get you anything? Uh, oh, some tea would be nice. Yeah. All right, well, go make tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pal. Uh, Pal. And he says uh, that, Chuck says, being at the, at the firm, sometimes he overdoes it. Uh, and, and Jimmy's just kind of working, is working in the talk. Uh, easing himself into it. Uh, yeah, I guess there's a lot of stuff to, to do there. Yeah. Like, stick it to Kim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? <clears throat> stick it to Kim. Uh, and then they just kind of have their back and forth. Um, any any big things, uh, real big things come out of that? Uh, uh, well, Jimmy's still swinging away at his uh, rationalization that mm-hmm. he's been playing since the yeah. earl- in the earlier scene. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it got... Call it. People called in. Yeah. And Chuck tells him, "You think you always think the ends justify the means." Yeah. Yeah. And he he does keep it. And then he 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 kind of keeps um, pushing the whole Kim thing. Yeah. And uh, he reveals that she didn't know. Yeah. Any of it that he mm-hmm. you know he didn't tell her that that Davis and Maine didn't approve it and all that stuff. He just showed her the video, and then he kind of went on to imply that. Chuck is punishing Kim just to get him to quit, mm-hmm. and he's going, well, is that what you want? Is that what you want me to do? And Chuck's going, well, I can, that's not what I want, because then th- that would be extortion. And he's going, oh, well, go ahead, then extort me. Then yeah. if you, that's what, you say the word right now, and I will leave, yeah. and there will be no more Jimmy McGill Esquire. It'll be as if he never existed. Poof. And just, yeah. just, just tell me right now. Say, Roll say around the in the dirt yeah. with me. Say the words. Yeah. You're a man of your word. Say and, it. And then Chuck kind of just uh, brushes it off, like, at the end of it. Just, you know, not letting not letting yeah. Jimmy get him to do what Jimmy does. Like, he mm-hmm. not letting him yeah. fall into that. Yeah. So if you want to quit, quit. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't put it on me yeah. to... Force your hand. Yeah. One of the things I really enjoyed, it was in the earlier part of the conversation, was when he was pushing that he really felt that Chuck had uh, kind of orchestrated 
the the, the issue oh, with, yeah. with Kim. Uh, and he's like, oh, as if Howard can make a decision on his own. You got your, your, your hand so far up his ass. Oh. Tell me, uh, can you drink a glass of water? Uh, well, what does he say? Can Howard uh, talk, can while, you Howard, can he talk yeah. while you drink a glass yeah. of water? Uh, so good. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. Maybe, maybe I'm just dumb. I probably am. But um, this episode really kind of showed to me how, like, both McGill boys are very much... Their, like, denial is, like, a big part of the family, basically. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you have Jimmy, who, again, he's very... He's not just ends justify the means. He's... He's... The ends are so good that, you know, that means the means must have been legit. Like, yes. he's, he, like he's, he's at, like, times five. Like, he's completely... Like, he refuses to acknowledge, you know, that anyone could get... That anyone could possibly get hurt, you know, from the after effects of what he's doing. So much so that, like, the Kim stuff, you can tell it almost kind of breaks his brain a little bit. Because yeah. it's just like, that's not how this works. This is not supposed to, you know, affect someone I care about like this. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I mean, whereas Chuck, he... Chuck is the guy who, you know, he worked hard for his degree. You know, he, you know, he spent the years with Howard and everything. He built himself up. He's a partner at this law firm, you know, and obviously has this illness which may or may not be real, but let's give him the benefit of the doubt on that. Let's factor that out. Um, we're still dealing with someone who, you know, at the end of the day, he like he likes he kind of likes having Jimmy around because he's just like you're the guy that I'm not. You know, mm-hmm. you're the underhanded one. Yeah. That's not me. When no, that's also Chuck. Actually, yeah. Chuck is pretty underhanded. You know, because yeah. um, half of the rage I think we all felt in him during last season when the truth finally came out was not necessarily that he was 100% wrong because Jimmy has character flaws yeah. like, but the way he handled it yeah. like the yeah. going behind his back and the lies and all that stuff mm-hmm. and, and like the being your best friend while like sticking a knife in your back like that's the stuff that Chuck excels at Yeah, and I you know and, and it's really funny you know to see him you know just kind of point at Jimmy and just say no you're so you know underhanded I don't I don't do that kind of stuff it's like yes you do Chuck yeah, you, you do that do. all the mm-hmm. time and I think he does it he does it in a way that it's not all it's not as obvious as Jimmy I think maybe maybe he's almost been doing it longer where like this, this whole thing where he's getting him to feel guilty enough to want to quit but not like Chuck won't say it, you know what yeah. I mean? Like he, he's yeah. not going to say that he's doing this, but he is doing this. And the way he has been manipulating Jimmy's life through Howard and through everyone else, it's just it's just interesting to see that he he's almost better at it than Jimmy is. But he's he's pretty much doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he must have been. Uh, he must have been doing it for a very long time. Yeah, because he is very good at it. The the one moment uh, I got super annoyed at Chuck um, was when he listed all of the reasons why he was right um, you know what's the big deal well you didn't follow the rules you didn't do this you didn't do this you did do yeah. this you did do that and it was just like oh yeah yeah those are all pretty bad things <laughs> um, and you're right Chuck and I'm kind of bothered by it uh, and then the the other thing one, one small uh, side detail is uh, now that I think about it a triple protected because he had that suit. Well, he had the suit. Yeah. 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 Triple, yeah. Wow. Triple protected. Triple protected. Yeah. yeah. Well, he had a bad Jimmy day too. Like, that mm. always seems to exasperate the whole Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, he also, uh, Chuck, I, I wrote down some quotes, but he said uh, something along the lines of, this was a long quote, so I didn't get all of the words. Um, you're like an alcoholic who won't admit he has a problem, but now you have the keys to the school bus and you're going to drive it off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think was, 
a bit of an exaggeration because yeah. it was more like he was going to go to a work a work event and you know ruin everyone's day. <laughs> yeah. It was in the life or death situation, right. which was a school bus full of <clears throat> children wouldn't apply. Yeah, but uh, he did you know ruin his work career. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that Chuck said to him was. Uh, in regards to Kim, that her one mistake was believing in you. Yeah. Which was a real uh, dick yeah. thing to say. And uh, Jimmy yeah, says, like, like oh, asshole. don't be an asshole. Yeah. 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 Like, even in the middle of all this, like, he yeah. gets like that. Like, don't <laughs> yeah. be an asshole. Yeah. That's so, like, after school special. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, yeah. the one thing she did wrong was yeah. 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 <laughs> you, so all right? We can yeah. have an argument. Yeah. That's fine. Don't yeah. be an asshole. Yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, then he, he ends with a very <clears throat> asshole-ish kind of thing uh, where he says, uh, uh, just for the record, or something along those lines, it's uh, it's an hour's drive oh, to, to Santa uh-huh. Fe, uh, <laughs> and, which will, even if you uh, do this or that, uh, it's going to make you 20 minutes late. Now, there's a real feather in your cap for Davis yeah. and Maine. Uh, it's like, dude. It's because he was at his yeah. house yeah. waiting yeah. for yeah. him yeah. to you're, wake up. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. For the Jeez. tea. Yeah. For the tea. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, Chuck, uh, man. And that was uh, that oh, was it boy. as far as that storyline goes. Yeah. Any other stray thoughts? It's a fascinating dynamic, the two of them. Yeah, yes. it really is. Yeah, I wonder what the age difference of the characters are. I mean, we could probably look up the actors' the age actors, difference yeah. sure. to kind of get yeah. a, a gauge, but I'm just curious. And they've never mentioned any other siblings, have they? I'm no, trying to think of like think the so. Cicero no, flashbacks no. and stuff. If I had to guess, I would say Chuck is in his early 50s, mm-hmm. and Jimmy is probably in his late 40s. Okay. Mid to that late 40s. Um, because I don't think that there's going to be more than a 15 year... Uh, I would say there's probably about an 8 to 10 year difference between their ages. Yeah, uh, That's a big difference as kids. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, but as you get older, brother, it's definitely yeah. going to influence mm-hmm. that dynamic, I think, and make you more protective, just as Chuck was around him, but mm-hmm. took a different... But any, And we've seen from the beginning that Chuck is this father figure character to mm-hmm. him, too, in addition to being his brother. Yeah. So, yeah, that age difference, I think, will makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Do we know their uh, family... Situation. Growing I think up. their mother. Yeah, they made reference. Away. Yeah, that's right. Sometime in between when he left Cicero and went to uh, Albuquerque, okay, yeah. and then when he came back to visit his friend, because he mentioned that he had come back for his mother's funeral, but didn't and didn't visit, visit Marco. Marco, yeah. Marco, yeah. Okay. And when he was in jail, in that one flashback, uh, I guess Chuck met, implied that the only reason. Jimmy was coming to him hat in hand was because mom begged him to or something like that. Because he yeah. called up, I think he called up crying from jail. Right, something mm-hmm. like that. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, were any of those uh, other Breaking Bad things in? Mm-hmm. in the, so it's yeah. all within it's all the, the Mike storyline. Yeah. Story oh, nice. nice. Which ma- it makes a lot of sense. None of it, it doesn't it doesn't feel none of it feels forced okay. so that's why yeah. um, before we get to the Mike storyline um, I wanted to do plugs here oh. okay. um, so <laughs> if you have anything uh, coming up uh, what do you got <laughs> I don't have anything coming up but you do have a Twitter I do have a Twitter um, uh, Michael J. Henley sorry at Michael J. Henley yeah. there you go <laughs> Uh, this Thursday and Friday, I will be performing in A Galaxy Uncherished, uh, which is a house of solitude. Uh, it's a 
comedy play. It's like a Tennessee Williams play, but it's also a comedy and it takes place in space. Um, it's really, really awesome. I'm really excited about it. We just did the tech and dress rehearsal on Sunday and I'm super excited about it. So the, it's on Thursday, uh, the 10th at 8.30 and 10.30 and on Friday, the 11th at 10.30 at the Adrian Theater in Philadelphia, um, on the first floor at the playground. Yeah, I'll be at the Friday show watching in the audience. So if anybody wants to sit with me, just kind of hang out and uh, while we watch the same thing, uh, face the same direction. I could do that. Yeah, cool. I may see the Friday show as well. Excellent. And then uh, uh, my two plugs uh, are uh, Philly Sketch Fest is coming up at the end of March, beginning of April. Uh, I am performing with Swedish on Thursday, the 31st of March at 930 and then I'm performing with uh, Secret Pants on Sunday in the afternoon. It's the third. I thought it was at like seven. No, oh, it's in the evening. Sunday in the evening. <laughs> okay. Uh, and where was that? Uh, the Thursday has not been confirmed yet. Okay, cool. And the, and the Sunday, I don't know what the name of the place is. The and the internet uh, will tell you. The, the name of that show one more time? A Galaxy Uncherished uh, is at twenty thirty Sansom Street in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in the Playground Theater. You said Playground. I just want to get the yeah. uh, the address out there. Uh, and for me, March twenty sixth is Study Hall, which uh, this is Mike. Uh, you can check that out at the Philly Improv Theater uh, on the second stage, second floor. A real cool show, which combines history and comedy and improv. Um, <laughs> separately it has comedy and improv <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah never said it that way before um, but the whole thing is very funny even the lectures a lot of times uh, themselves are, are real funny so check those out um, on on March 26th you can check out MikeMarback.com and I'm going to try this too I'm going to try this uh, giving anybody that wants it five dollars <laughs> I'm going to try giving anybody that wants it five dollars how am I going to do that um I recently found out that if you have Amazon, you can get a code uh, for people that use the app. Uh, so if you have not yet used the Amazon.com uh, app on your phone, for the first time you use it, if you enter the code uh, at checkout, M-I-K-E-2367-N, as in Nancy, uh, you should get a $5 credit to, that you can use. Mm-hmm. And I also... Full disclosure, guys, I also get a $5 credit. So if you're listening, uh, you can check that out. It's uh, try, it, try it out. M-I-K-E, that's Mike, 2367N, as in Nancy. Um, Amazon has a lot of good products. To they too. sure yeah. do. Mm-hmm. The $5 credit. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so if you want that 5 bucks and you haven't used the app before, check it out. I will probably also list it on my site for this episode uh, at MikeMarbeck.com. All right. Uh, oh, and follow me at Mike Marbach as well uh, for my political tirades. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's nine oh nine. Oh my god! We probably uh, know whether or not uh, uh, Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton has won Michigan at the moment, but we will uh, we will wait. You guys probably know already because you're listening, and this is uh, how time works. <laughs> uh, all right. So the the Mike storyline. Wanna... Uh, okay. So the episode starts, and uh, we see Mike. Arriving home, uh, just kind of watching his feet shuffle. He looks like he's had a rough day. Uh, Throws a ton of money on the counter. Uh, Goes into the freezer. 
grabs a bag of frozen carrots. Well, first he opens a can. Oh, oh, right, a can PBR. of pa- uh, Pap's blue ribbon. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. uh, yeah. One handed, uh, open the. Yeah, and starts drinking, drinking a Pap's. Um, and then, uh, takes out the frozen carrots and walk, puts it on his face, walks over to the, uh, his easy chair, sits down. And uh, reveals, takes the ice down and reveals that his face is really messed up. Yeah. And then he's holding those uh, silver gloves that uh, Tuco wore. Yeah. And uh, then the credits started. But his face was messed up. Holding the well, silver. Well, them in triumph. Yeah, like yeah. He, he had them in his hands. The uh, silver yeah. gloves that Tuco silver wore? Silver gloves, yeah. Um, how did he get them? Well, we'll find out in a minute. That was a that was a flash forward. It was a flash forward. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that was a flash forward. forward. Right. I just don't remember. Like I, I and I watched the episode twice. Well, he guys. didn't. <clears throat> they didn't show yeah, they don't him show taking it off like actually it. ripping them off. But he was grabbing his chest or okay. his shirt the whole time right. to kind of entice, you know, in, in ter- in instigate, instigate. <laughs> but interstellar. Uh, yeah, you know, all the I words okay. that I was thinking of. But yeah. Uh, yeah, he looks like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Really bad. <laughs> um, I mean, and Breaking Bad did that that a lot. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. This show has done it a couple times mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> where they kind of show the end result, uh, the end, and then we go yeah. through the means. They also uh, did a lot of swollen eyes. Yeah. 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 Just that, that also was very... Yeah. This this is aside from our other uh, Breaking Bad things, but that was very reminiscent of Jesse. Cause Jesse oh, yeah, was, man, that yeah. was a nasty one too. Mm-hmm. When, is that what, like, it he stuck the, around for a that while. That was when oh, Hank, <laughs> yeah. Hank like messed him up when the yeah, uh, when, right, when yeah. Saul called mm-hmm. uh, yeah. acting like Marie was in the hospital right, in an yeah. accident, and then he beat the shit out of him. There was that, but he, there was also one where I think he like hit his head on a rock or something. Uh, oh, that was the first episode. Was it? Okay. Yeah, when um, he gets kind of yeah, like, he, his eye gets all messed up yeah, in the first yeah. episode. But yeah, he got real. It was really bad mm-hmm. when Hank. Yeah, you know, you're talking about structure, about like you know how the whole we start at the end and then work our way back. Technically, that's what the whole show is doing. Yeah. 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 Was that one of the the Breaking Bad things you you were talking about? No, that no, was that was a separate one. That's a yeah, separate one. It just no, was just because I was in yeah, It's more reminiscent. Yeah. Than okay. Else. So there's yeah. all right. Okay. Uh, oh, then next. Okay, we. Uh, we see uh, Mike and Nacho, and they are across the street from a Mexican restaurant. That uh, Nacho says that him and Tuco, every Tuesday, will go there and uh, meet up with all of their dealers, and they Taco give, Tuesday. Taco, Taco Tuesday, Tuesday with Tuco. Yeah, I was saying Tuesdays with Tuco, but um, uh, Tuco stays. Yeah, so. Each person will come in and give him the money, and then Tuco gives them what he likes to call the lie detector, where he stares them <laughs> yeah. down yeah. and tries to decide whether or not, yeah, tries to see whether or not like they're he's giving they're giving the right amount of money, and then, then Tuco goes, okay, yeah, okay, ridiculous, okay. <laughs> Ridiculous! Oh, he also uh, he mentions that he always sits with his his uh, facing the facing window. the window, and it looks like gangster shit. But it's just because he likes to stare at his car. Face drive, right. yeah. And uh, so he offers Mike fifty thousand dollars to uh, shoot Tuco after their meet meetups on Tuesday. He just pulls up, shoots him, drives away, 
and going, that's it, you're done. They'll just think it was a drug dealer. It's no big deal. They won't even investigate it. And then he's going, well, what if somebody parks behind <laughs> yeah. me? And he's like, well, just run. And he said yeah. he had bad knees. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, well, what if somebody sees me? What if this? What if that? Well, what about my car? And, and he keeps, daylight. he's, you know, being Mike and being very rational. Mm. And, uh. Killing your partner is a bell that you can't unring. Yeah. And, uh, he kind of, uh. Oh, t- Nacho also started t- telling him about uh, another uh, one of their dealers named Dog, who uh, he used to like. But mm-hmm. he gave him the lie detector, and he felt he failed, mm-hmm. and just decided to shoot him in the head. And to, uh, Nacho has a piece of Dog's brain lodged in his skin; he can't get it out. He doesn't want to go to the hospital. Yeah, it's not, not something you go to the doctor yeah. for. Yeah. So he's saying that's what he did to somebody. He he because likes. he's on. Crank. Because he's on, yeah. he, well, he, he said was on, he, oh, he, he was, was on, on crank, crank at the for time the dog, dog to the dog situation, and now he's on crystal, which is even worse. Yeah, so when he uses, he gets erratic yeah. and unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. Um, to go. No. Yeah. yeah, and now he's using again. He's yeah. on crystal. Uh, crystal. Yeah, yeah. he's using using meth. Uh, so yeah, he's continue. saying. Nacho mm. says it's him or me. So Mike kind of says, all right, well, maybe from across the street, maybe I can shoot, you know, shoot him, uh, you know, a good sniper would be able to get him. He's like, you can get him from here? And Mike's like, yeah. And you're like, yeah, Mike can get him. Yeah. 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 Uh, And then we go, well, I mean, is there anything on all that so far? Uh, I mean, it's just more telling about the nature of Mike and his very... uh, like, he's got to cover every detail. He's very mm-hmm. thorough is probably the best word for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't want anything to go wrong. He knows any little bit. Somebody somebody parks behind him going to get tacos. That's mm-hmm. it. Everything's yeah, messed up. So he knows <laughs> he's, he's just got like, to why, yeah, why, why would someone block you in? I would imagine because they like tacos. Yeah. <laughs> so he always, he has to have Taco control Tuesday. of every situation in every variable. Yeah. yeah. Which you can already see, even if, I mean, we know how this ends up, but we can already see how useful he is to someone Yeah. like Nacho. Yeah. Um, and to someone like Jimmy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we see it. We see mm-hmm. a lot. Who He ends up with... Gus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he came with Gus. Yeah. Well, he was Jimmy's guy originally after the Jane death. Yeah, that's the first time we see him. Yeah. yeah. Because, and the, the story was because that Bob Odenkirk couldn't make it to the shoot, so they right. sent yeah. his cleaner yeah. in. Yeah. So oh, that's really? the only that's reason that's that Mike. Banks yeah. came into oh, it was really? It was supposed to be Jimmy or uh, Saul coming in to help him clean it up. Yeah. But Bob Odenkirk couldn't make it. I love stuff Serendipity like that. stuff. Yeah. Man, where it's like the only reason this character exists is because Bob Odenkirk couldn't make and it. And can you imagine? Like, like can you imagine Breaking Bad without Mike? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Breaking Bad. So many serendipitous things. This is kind of a tangent. So many serendipitous things happened with Breaking Bad that created beautiful... Magic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. the whole end of the first season had to be... Changed because of the writer strike, mm-hmm. and so that's why Jesse Pinkman stayed alive, and that's, that's right. why uh, I can't remember uh, the, the Crazy Eight or, or Tuco or, or so somebody was supposed to die, and then they became a bigger character. Well, I know was, Crazy Eight was supposed to die in the first episode, but they liked him so much that they put him in the second episode. Right? Okay. As well. 
I remember hearing that as well. They like the actor a lot. And then the Jonathan Banks story is just yeah. terrific. Yeah, because yeah, he's so good. He's and, and yeah. I can't even. It just makes so much sense that that Saul would know a guy yeah. like that. Like, mm-hmm. why would he come to clean it up? He would send someone like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and knowing what we know of Mike, yeah, that's exactly who you would mm-hmm. pick. Yeah, that sort of. Yeah, yeah it's so yeah. funny. Uh, so we go to uh, the gun shop, which is, I guess, a motel room. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with uh, speaking of Deadwood, as we were oh, earlier, yeah. as we were earlier, you guys um, don't get the segue or not the uh, the connection. We were talking about Deadwood before the <laughs> the podcast, and we're going to do a Deadwood podcast uh, soon. Um, but this guy, Jim Dead, Beaver, Jim Beaver uh, Lawson is the uh, uh, Ellsworth, uh, Ellsworth. On, Whitney on, Ellsworth. Yeah, Whitney Ellsworth. Also. On, the gun dealer on Breaking Bad. When Walt wants to go buy a gun, he meets him in that hotel. Is that yeah. the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. While we're watching okay. Deadwood, that's all he goes, it's the gun dealer from Breaking Bad. How do you not recognize him? And I'm like, because he, looks, like, he looks all old-timey. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and that's... Yeah, Jim Beaver. And yeah. you know his name. That's great. Because um, I thought I would be like one of the only ones here, guys. So, uh, cool. Um, yeah, he, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's done Deadwood. Uh, he's been all through throughout uh, Supernatural if anybody watches Supernatural he's Bobby uh, on on Supernatural catchphrase of balls um, and uh, yeah he, he's he's one of those character actors uh, that just pops up in, in so many different things and again even in this role uh, again speaks to how good everybody is um, and how such a small role as as this character has is one well acted uh, and two, really well written. Like yeah. he 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 has multiple facets to his personality. He's like this gun dealer, but yeah. he's super like, I guess, um, good at his job. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh no, you don't have to worry about paying me or yeah. anything like that. Um, I, make my, <laughs> I make my money on repeat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 When you so when when you need something, you you call me. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I just that, gr- that great money, voice. You know? Yeah, that mm-hmm. voice of his. <laughs> I just holy uh, moly, just love him from 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 Deadwood. Um, He's also yeah. the actor Jim Beaver is uh, an, uh, an accomplished playwright. Is, is he, he really? He is. I didn't know that. And uh, he started. His, he got into. <laughs> This is another little tangent. I did a little research on it. Remember when we uh, decided never to do any research on Craig Kettleman? <laughs> Jim Beaver, I will research. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, yeah, so he got to start doing, like, writing plays. and But he was also, like, a film historian and archi- archivist. So, like, he's got so many different facets. And he was, uh, he started in television as a writer and the writer's strike of, I want to say, 82 uh, kind of put a, a shut down all, like freelance writing. Mm-hmm. And that's when his writing career for television ended. And just he just happened to make some friends with people and he got cast in uh, you know, some guest spots here and there. As, and then his career as a, a character actor took off from there. That's awesome. So, wow. Writer strikes, yeah, yeah, are a little wonderful. Uh, They've been very good to yes. the Breaking Bad. World. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, uh, yeah. Uh, he's also on Twitter. You can follow him at Jim Beaver. Um, we'll have to give him a shout out uh, on, on the Twitterverse. Um, and he uh, is a Vietnam vet. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So the, the, when they reference the Vietnam stuff in the motel, uh, he's speaking from experience. And I think if you do the math. Uh, 
Mike Ehrmantraut age lines up for him too. Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Too, yeah. yeah. Um, if we can get a, if we can get a, you know, a Twitter, you know, wellspring, you know, ground movement going for basically Jim Beaver to write his own autobiography, mm-hmm. um, I would be so for that basically. So let's try to get that started. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Beaver, 2016. Um, he actually he did write an autobiography. He did. Yes. Well, <laughs> as we continue this little tangent, uh, <laughs> guys, I don't know this research thing seems to be paying off for us. Uh, I think I, I <laughs> each episode's going to get this episode longer. already yeah. has more knowledge in it <laughs> yes. uh, oh. outside of the show than any podcast we've previously done. Uh, <laughs> in five weeks, we're like, let's go to the footnotes. I believe it's mostly it's about like his his first wife or his second wife uh, died of cancer, and oh, so it was okay. about his. His, I guess his life and dealing with that it's called Life Went That Way I think but double check wow. that something it's something like Life Life Went That Way I don't know anyway back to uh, Mike Roman Trout <laughs> okay so Mike uh, meets uh, what's his name uh, the character's name is Lawson Lawson okay Lawson in the hotel and he's showing him uh, guns he shows him three different guns there's an ar-50 an sr-21 and uh an m40a1 and uh mike was very concerned with the first two especially the second one that he said that it jams a lot mm-hmm. um so that's why uh he suggested the m40a1 and he said if it jams then it means that you're you want it to do that like <laughs> that that would be the only reason it would mm. do that and he said it's it's the same model that's been uh, used by the Marines since 1967. And yeah. like, went, yeah, I know. Yeah, because yeah, he says, like, you, you seem to know this one. Yeah. Yeah. And it uh, used to be made out of, or used to be made out of wood. And he was saying, yeah, I don't know why they would send somebody into the jungle with mm-hmm. a wooden gun. But mm-hmm. so the two of them have that bonding moment. We get to yeah learn about Mike. And uh, he probably has some sniper experience. Which yeah. Makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and Vietnam experience which makes him the badass that he is. It was kind of like a Goldilocks of the Three Bears moment too, like <laughs> the, the one, the one ah, that's a bit too big of a gun. Yeah, yeah. oh, that was yeah, that's true. Yeah. Looks like it's a, too much a gun with a scope on it. That's right, hearty with a scope on it. And the second one, ah, that one jams. I don't want that one. And then he ends up leaving with. No, deciding he doesn't want a gun, yeah, and uh, tries to pay him, and he says, "No, I, I, I only uh, I make money out of repeat business." So, and we know we're going to see him again. I'm sure Mike goes to him a lot, yeah, and he grounds down the serial numbers and also like etches them so that way even acid with a stippling, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, even acid wouldn't see it. So it was, it was, yeah, it's like beautiful two doing. guys who know what they're talking yeah. about discussing a yeah. thing, yeah. and yeah. like they're each trying to top the other one. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, well, you ground it down, but you, I bet what you didn't do, yeah. Yeah. if they uh, tried to do acid, acid well, yeah. could, which is kind of nice right to seeing Mike in the scene before where he's going, well, what about this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this guy is that guy going, yeah. what about this? Yeah, and right. well, let me take yeah. these other steps. So he's kind of the same. He's the equal to Mike. That he's he's a very careful guy. Especially contrasting the scenes with Tuco, where Tuco, like, Tuco's not, like, a dumb guy, but, like, he's a young guy, and, like, I think he, 
is starting to kind of look up to Mike in like this weird kind of twisted kind of way, you know, in the sense of like Mike's Nacho. Mike's no Nacho. Nacho. No, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, Nacho. it's yeah. it's yeah, it's yeah. I kept doing that um, before going. Yeah. No, yeah. Nacho. Tuco, not so much. <laughs> yeah. But Nacho really yeah. is, you know, and like he's kind of like like with this mix of like awe and like, you know, confusion and like, you know, how you're clearly smarter than me about yeah. all this. So mm-hmm. explain to me, you know, in simple words, you know, how we're going to do yeah. this. Yeah. Um yeah, so it's a nice contrast. Yeah. Uh, so Mike shows up at the warehouse and he lets uh, Nacho know I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's it's a very bad move for you because the uh, a dead Tuco draws Salamancas like flies. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have a way where we can do it with with no cops, no time uh, for you, um, no no killing, uh, no no snitching, and Tuco goes away because you said yourself. That you just need him to go away. Yeah. Um, so it's the just as in terms of the the story of things, uh, Tuco is part of the cartel, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Salamancas, the family, yeah, kind of have, run yeah. a lot of that stuff. Which Ding is also Ding was his, his uncle. Yeah. Which was Hector Salamanca, right? Yeah. Hector Salamanca. And then his cousins, yeah. his cousins Ding Ding were the twins. Yeah. <laughs> who um, who tried to kill Hank and right. all oh, that. Oh my god, yeah. I forgot about those guys yes. with the, yeah, the boots. Yeah. So he, yeah. Yeah. So when he says that. The uh, Salamanca had a cartel twice. connection, yeah. 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 He's not messing around. Oh, man, that scene with, with Hank. Yeah, that <sighs> car scene. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and then the weird yeah. weird things with them crawling. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, with the scene where they're in Hank, where they're, sorry, where they're in Walt's bedroom, basically. Yeah, like, just uh, waiting for him to yeah. get out of the yeah. shower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or even when they, show. they set the, uh, they, they explode that truck. And they don't yeah. move. Like, when it explodes, they're just, <laughs> like, just smoking a cigarette. a cigarette. Like, uh, calm as can be. Yeah. Oh, man, those guys. Uh, once again, uh, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but, but, man, what are you waiting yeah, for? Yeah, but see Breaking Bad. What, see, this, this wasn't even our direct Breaking Bad connections. But, yeah, the, the cartel thing. And also, I don't know. If, oh, I don't know if I should mention this at the end, but. We're getting to it. Okay. okay. I'll yeah. it at the end. Do you think there's you someone watching it? this show who literally has never seen Breaking Bad and like they're just watching this show cold and like the whole time they're just going like, I really like this show, but who the hell is Saul? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, what they Saul character? <laughs> yeah. Last season, uh, it was Nicole Breck's mom. Uh, yeah. A friend yeah. of ours, Nicole Breck's mom. Um, well, the, oh really? Nicole yeah. is our friend. The mom is not our friend. I'm sure we, we'd be she, friends. I'm sure she's yeah. a nice person. Yeah, she's sure. Yeah. Um, I have so nothing against her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't but, even know Nicole. So. Yeah, she. Uh, you'd get along. Um, we'll see. It's a very fun <laughs> fact. We'll see. <laughs> uh, so she has not seen Breaking Bad. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, so there's that. Mm. Uh, yeah, I remember last season being like, I, I wonder what it's like to watch it. As a person without the con- the the subtext or the yeah subtext isn't right, but all that extra stuff that's if that I mean I know it adds to it for us, so I wonder if it's yeah works it in would be cool to have somebody on the on the podcast who hasn't seen Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. but it would also ruin a lot of the fun. Uh, I think for me, uh, probably us to like find those little connections mm-hmm. and you're missing connections and I'm missing things anyway. Yeah, um, you want to continue? Okay, so we go to uh, Tuesday, the Tuco. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday, Tuco Tuesday. Um, and Tuco we see his days. car, which, his car is blue, which throws off my whole color theory. So I I was very confused last night when I saw his blue car. But he's also in a very red shirt, right? 
Yeah, he's he's wearing red, but yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't just know. don't know. Maybe what, blue doesn't mean anything. I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> Maybe but it's just red. Maybe it's just a, a blue car for today, yeah. and he's in a blue shirt, and yeah. we know that we're not going to do the very evil thing <laughs> yeah. of going along with uh, killing him. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. You can rationalize anything you can. No, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm swayed I'm wrong. by that. I think it's pretty uh, good. Okay, so uh, we go inside. We see... Crazy Eight meeting with him because the Tampico Furniture Van is outside next to Tuco's blue car. <laughs> okay, right? Okay. Tampico Furniture. Okay. Crazy Eight looks crazy. very, very young and yeah. very nervous. Yeah. And uh, he hands over the money, and Tuco does his lie detector and lets him go. Yeah. So uh, Crazy Eight uh, lives to see another day. So we and- see Crazy Eight as a very vulnerable. Okay. Uh, guy, and then when we meet him later in Breaking Bad, he's more, much more confident, much more yeah. confident, much more badass when yeah. we meet him. Uh, and that that scene was funny for me because I, I, I they, they kind of said it, but he goes through this with with each person, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, and and uh, I guess Crazy Eight is sitting there just like. Uh, like, what do I uh, do? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So do, I, uh, do I leave? Or? Yeah. Do I make direct eye contact? And do I... Nacho is just like Tuco. Yeah. And then he goes on for a little bit while, <laughs> a little while longer, uh, and then says, "Okay, you can, you can, you can go." Um, and then he's just like, "Okay, see you next week." So this happens yeah. like every single <laughs> yeah. week. That's what, that's what he and he said it takes so long. Like Nacho was complaining about how long the day takes because he has to do his lie detector on everyone and how <laughs> stupid <laughs> that is. So. Then we see uh, Mike is outside across the street, and he uh, makes a payphone call to the police saying that there is a scuffle taking place at the restaurant, mm-hmm. and that he thinks it's gang-related, and the guy has a gun, and, and I, I don't want to report, I don't want to say anything else, just I'm just a passerby, I don't want to get involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hangs up the phone. Only Mike's, slightly changing his voice. Yeah, yeah. Not, even, uh, yeah. not even that much. There was like a hint yeah. of... I'm just a, a little, concerned passerby. Yeah, like a voice. hint of almost southern in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. So he wipes down the phone, gets in his car, pulls kind of around, makes and a then U-turn. makes a U turn, pulls in, and like a surgeon, just yeah. so yeah. hits the edge <laughs> of Tuco's car. Right. So as it could have been an accident yeah. that a driver may not have necessarily felt mm-hmm. and someone may not have necessarily seen. Yeah. And then walks in like a confused old man who is just showing up for tacos. Just want some tacos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we watched that 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 bump yeah. like maybe four oh, times. So yeah. perfect, so such a perfect bump yeah. because it's also not even a big deal. Like yeah. when he like even looks at it, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's done. He does it so perfectly well. Amazing. So it's not to damage his car too much or Tuco's car. It's just ah, oh, so good. just enough like, to yeah. set him off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is. I mean, we'll, we'll talk more about the, the way this all plays out, but every little thing requires so much um, uh, anticipating yeah. mm-hmm. his reactions yeah. to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, and we'll, we'll see how that kind of plays out a little bit and yeah. does and does not go according to their very intricate and I think, plan. I think it's also, if he just rammed the car, then Tuco would have just really just flipped out on him. Yeah. So it was the perfect mm-hmm. amount of just, oh... Oh, did I do what? So there is the conversation, mm-hmm. and he yeah. wants him to admit to it. Yeah, and because if he, uh, yeah, if he hit it any harder, I think Tuco would have just went out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. might have just killed him on the spot. Yeah, yeah. 
It's a perfect display of managing a conflict. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. stage managing every detail. Mm-hmm. Is it just me, by the way, or is there like a running theme throughout this season of people's flashy rides being like harbingers of doom or getting them <laughs> right. into huge trouble? Because yeah. the Hulk maniac. Uh, yeah. And that happened to Jimmy, too, because, you know, he gets the new car. Oh, yeah, and, and all then, these then, bad things. And then happen. all these bad things about to happen. Now with Tuco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So don't buy a new car. Don't, don't buy a new car. Not in the Breaking Bad world. Nice. Uh, and, and and speaking of Breaking Bad World, uh, Walt's car was always getting screwed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Was always yeah. Wait, he got like four different windshields. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was such a silly running gag. Uh, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it so much. Um, oh, so, okay, so Mike goes into the restaurant, walks in as if he did not just hit Tugo's car in the most perfect manner. Oh, oh you're talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> goes to the, yeah, goes, orders some tacos, Tugo kind of starts yeah. with him. Oh, well, Mr. Magoo over here. Yeah. Yeah, I love that he knows Mr. Magoo. Yeah, that is yeah, that is kind of interesting. Also, it was it was Tuco said, "Hey, did you see that he hit my car?" And Nacho's back was to the whole yeah. situation. And mm-hmm. then as soon as Mike comes in, Nacho's go, "Oh yeah, I saw it too." So he's yeah. playing the good yeah. soldier in this mm-hmm. whole thing, yeah. defending Tuco. Um, Mike is very careful when he goes to pay for his meal to show that he has $100 bills in his yeah. wallet before handing over a 10 mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of keeps brushing off Tuco saying, no, it's, I, I didn't hit your car. It's not a big deal. Tuco follows him out. He, he gets his, his food. He puts it on the back of the car. I've been watching the food. Um, <laughs> so Tuco points out the little... The little scuff. He says, "Oh, that'll buff out. Let's exchange insurance information. <laughs> yeah. I got great yeah. coverage. You got a pen? A pen? Take care of what? this. Yeah. A pen? Uh, well, we'll ex- exchange insurance information. I got great. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh, so good. <laughs> so um, good. Before we even continue, like even up to here, like for a guy who wants to plan and anticipate every possibility, mm-hmm. this plan seems like hinges a lot on of a risk. whole yeah. lot of risk. Yeah." yeah. 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 Especially with Tuco, because Tuco yeah, is right. such a loose so cannon. Erratic. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's on the, on the rocks. I, I was watching the whole thing, and there were at least several moments where I was just like, I mean, Mike knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's a professional. But still, just knowing how Tuco is, it was like, no, 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 you're going too fast. No, you're going to, he's going to explode before the cops get, no, no, no you got to take it down. And I, no, don't say that. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. And how long, and having an idea of how long the cops are going to take. Right? Yeah. Yes. Because they took a long they, they time. They did, yeah. Oh, that was a really long time. Especially when you say there was a gun and, involved. Admittedly, we are four white privileged people <laughs> talking, about, talking about cops <laughs> and how long we expect them to come to our rescue. <laughs> Very. Yeah. But uh, I think I, I think part of it was how little the damage understand. was that, like... <laughs> Like, Tuco wasn't as angry as, as he could have been because yeah. it was so mild, and it, he knew he probably could just get a little bit of money off of this old guy. And didn't we only it. see one car? <laughs> didn't we only see one police car? No, it was two. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, they try to exchange Still, insurance no information. <laughs> they um, Then he says, no, you give, give me money. And he said, oh, I don't have any money. I only have... I only have twenty dollars, yeah, and he said no. Now, now I know you're lying. Yeah. You. So which yeah. Tuco? That's his thing. He he knows when people are lying with his stupid lie detector. Yeah. And it was <laughs> so, also his eyes just also, yeah. inside the wallet. So uh, <laughs> Mike, or he 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 Mike tells him, "This is my oh, this is my social security. I just got my social security checked. Please don't take my money. I'm not giving it to you." Yeah. And yeah, then no. he he kind of hassles him and says, "Give me your wallet." Mm-hmm. Takes the wallet, takes the money out, and says. Oh, show him the gun. Oh, showed him the gun, yeah. Him so, yeah. so he gave him the, the wallet. He but said he you're... very slowly pulled the wallet out as as the man with the gun is yeah. watching him yeah. 
and he, he says uh, after he shows him the gun, okay, let's everybody just calm, you know, yeah. calm down. Do I do I look like I'm sweating, bitch? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, and just one other small moment before we continue, where just I I enjoyed it, where he gra- snatches the wallet out of it, out of his hands, and Mike's just like, because we know Mike's not this helpless old man. Yeah, oh, the right. keys. Yeah, oh, come on, guys. Yeah. Like yeah. a little kid. <laughs> like a little kid monkey on. in the middle. Yeah. Oh, come on. What yeah, are you doing? On. Give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> but he also Tuco um, takes out his money and has $400 there. Because really, $400 is your what? life really worth $400? Which yeah. I think is funny because Tuco's life was worth $50,000. Like, we did know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. That was a conversation. But, uh, so... You start to hear the cops, mm-hmm. and Nacho says we should go. So he goes, okay, well, you get out of here. And that's when Mike kind of grabs Tuco, knowing that Tuco yeah. would would try to fight back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Tuco gets out his gun, and Mike disarms him immediately, yeah. like yeah. he did that guy in the uh, parking garage. Yeah. And then just braces himself up against the the one pole and just lets Tuco beat the crap well, out of yeah. him. Yeah, jeez, I think that was tough. Those was tough it, to they cut away to his hand on that pole twice, and it was just so perfect. Like because he knows that if he goes down, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. Like once he hits the ground, yeah. Tuco is going to kill him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if he waits long enough to for the cops to get there, then. Everything is according to plan. Mm-hmm. So th- that hand on the pole is just yeah. beautiful. And mm-hmm. then right when the cops pull up, they have the guns on Tuco. They say, you know, put up your hands. And Mike goes, leans into him and says, is that all you got? Yeah. Oh, Which, of badass. course, Tuco would not, you know, resist another hit at mm-hmm. that point. So he knocks him. Ah, you just hear, you just hear ringing, ah, too, yeah. after that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a long, like, you yeah. know, like they hold on black for a while. Yeah, line. and there's like a... Mm-hmm. Bad yeah. ass. Yeah, that was that was rough to watch. Yeah, um, pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, the way that this all played out. But again, so much risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he had everything under control, yeah, which he, he didn't out. have that with any of the other plans. Yeah, this he had every single one of those elements yeah. worked out. So much depends upon it, a yeah. crazy Tuco yeah. hopped up on meth at a taco stand. Yeah. I know I've I know I've beat this drum before, but the more they show us like Mike the methodical planner, the more I just get angry at the way he spoilers from Breaking Bad again. Sorry folks, uh, but the way he exits Breaking Bad. Yeah. yeah. Which is like the way Walsh is and it's just like Yeah. You know, like it kind of it's puts so more context on it. Yeah. yeah, it's like it puts more, yeah. so much more context on the look at his face where he's just like, Really? This is it? Really? Yeah. After all After of that all that this this, yeah. this moment right here. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. terrible. Oh. <laughs> uh, so we go to the back to the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are now after, I guess, uh, the opening scene. Uh, and uh, This is right before the opening scene because he has the money. Isn't he? Yeah. Oh, right yeah. before. Yeah. Yes. Um, so right before the, the opening scene, he's meeting with Nacho. This is Mike meeting with Nacho. Uh, and uh, collecting his money, collecting his money, he shows up. You see the, the light on his face, and, and Nacho's just like, "Oh man, like, yeah. look at you, look at you." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, are you gonna have to testify? Testify? No. Uh, they were they witnessed the crime. The the, the wallet was on the mm-hmm. uh, was in his pocket. Uh, the gun at the crime scene, and uh, you know, add the gun, you got five to ten years yeah. easy. Uh, and he gets twenty five thousand dollars for that. 
and then Nacho kind of starts pressing him a little bit for why did he take half? Why was it so kind of easy for him to turn down double that? Mm -hmm. uh, For an easier job. Yeah, for an easier job, uh, rid the world of a scumbag, um, and, uh, you know, yeah, double the payday. Um, Why? And and now you risk the possibility of of Tuco looking for you after, when he he gets out. Um, that's a good question. You went a yeah. long way not to pull the trigger, I think yeah. is what he what he yeah. says. And then yeah. you just asked him why. Yeah. And then to Mike, which Mike answered Getting in his car and going <laughs> home and putting carrot, uh, carrots on his face. Yeah. And drinking PBR. And PBR. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I think we're backing gonna... beautifully out of that spot. <laughs> with the, the dust flying. Yeah. He backs out yeah. and the dust goes with him. That yeah. Was, that's great. Even that, he can plan the dust. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the I mean, we're already past the beginning, but we're, we're, I think we're really seeing a, a growing partnership, um, for better or worse, between Mike and, and Nacho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I guess we, we, may, we may be done with, with uh, Tuco for now, uh, but we also Five know... Five ten years. Yeah, yeah, but we also know that he does, does get out. And uh, he, and he, he, um, he jails with Skinny Pete. Yeah. He's locked up with Skinny Pete. So I think this is the time that he meets Skinny Pete. Okay. Which I do, I like all of this, I, I've just been thinking about how it all trickled down yeah. to Breaking Bad. We're going, well, what if he didn't go to jail? What if what if Mike killed him? Like, what would have happened yeah. in all of the Breaking Bad scenario? Yeah. Like, Hank wouldn't have killed Tuco and all, like, all of the trickle down yeah. effects. Different timelines. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Because then you're going, well, Mike... Mike is causing what's happening in Breaking Bad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Where it's weird because you always go, oh, look at all the things Walt did to break all of these down. But, like, now it's, it's I don't know, I feel like watch, you're watching Mike build it up. Yeah. Or yeah. And it was yeah. cause uh, Skinny Pete that hooked them up to Tuco yeah. to, mm-hmm. to then get a little bigger with what they yeah. were. But Tuco was getting. never a good partner. I, right. he, he just beat the shit out of Jesse. And <laughs> Walt blew up his building. Yeah. But then, like, it just... It, you can't work with Tuco. And then, like, he kidnapped them and all that. Like, it was just... It yeah. was never good. No. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything, uh... Anything else hanging out there? What were the, the connections one more time? We had... We had uh, the gun dealer. Right. Lawson? So oh, Lawson. And, yeah. Lawson. And, uh, and he sold gu- uh, uh, Walt crazy. his gun. And then we also had Crazy 8 uh, with his Tampico furniture. Yeah, so those are those are pretty pretty direct yeah. connections. That's yeah. pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just some other, you know, superficial uh, resembling sorts of yeah. sorts of things. Um, yeah, we don't know when... We, we know that two goes out at the time Breaking Bad is mm-hmm. uh, occurring. Um but Nacho is not in Breaking Bad, right? Nope. Okay. So, I mean, if we're looking a little forward in time, maybe there's something that would, when Nacho... Gets, I mean, they, they, we don't know that it's going to happen during the run of this. Um, if we don't, you know, if it gets picked up, what story, where storylines may go. Um, but I'm just curious if I it ends up... the show has the ratings to... Right? Go for yeah, another episode two, yeah. 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 Um, but if it ends up being the case where... I can't help but speculate about this shit... Uh, that that Tuco ends up finding out, you know, what what's all going on here, and comes down on Nacho. Yeah, I I just 
don't feel like Tuco has the brain power to figure it out. Yeah, no. so there's probably and some other. And I feel like Nacho reason. really covered yeah. his own ass mm-hmm. that he yeah. was in the scenario. He's on his side, yeah. and he left because he heard the cops coming. It all made sense. Yeah, and yeah. I can't even imagine how he would even track Mike down after he got out. Only because there was he didn't file a, a complaint. No, yeah. It could because they witnessed him, you know, punching him. So yeah. I. And just, with, with Tuco, it doesn't even need to be that intricate, apparently. Yeah. It's just uh, the lie detector test. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, the thing you're not considering is that lie detector. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't yeah. think, I just don't think, he. I, he's he's angry about something else like when he yeah. gets out. You know, like the way Nacho was saying he could come after you. I just, I don't feel like, he he's angry about something else that day I, when yeah. he gets out. I, 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 you know? Yeah. That guy's a nutcase. Yeah. <clears throat> lie detector. Anything else hanging out there? Covered it okay. Uh, winners and losers. You already got a loser. Yeah, right? Kim is my loser. How about a winner? Um, Mike's morals, I guess. <laughs> like he did. I mean, I'm. Now you know what I'm going to say Nacho. I think Nacho really made out in this deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for all the reasons that Mike listed, the first idea was a bad idea for him. Yeah. And I like the, I like, in fact, I like the way a, a lot, I like a lot the way that Mike explained it to him, where he said, this is a bad idea for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, with Tuco in jail, Nacho is now the kingpin of this little organization. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my winner. Cool. Uh, my winner, I think, is, is Mike. I think he... He set out, had a very perfect plan. Everything fell into place perfectly. I bet that is a very satisfying feeling, even though his face is all bashed up. Like, mm-hmm. like just going, oh, man, I can't believe how perfectly I did that. Like, I don't know. I would be so satisfied. Um, and then the loser, I think I think Jimmy's the loser in this one. I think everything yeah. kind of fell apart around him. and He has to try to figure out how to salvage his relationship with Kim, his relationship with Davis and Maine, all of it. Um, winner, I would say, um, I would actually say Mike's daughter-in-law and granddaughter, because that's a bunch of money that they're going to, that's just fell into their lap, that Mike's going to be able to facilitate their move. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's definitely going to make daughter-in-law happy. Now, is he going to have to wait a week or so until some swelling goes down, or is he just going to show up on the doorstep? <laughs> I would, I would oh, yeah. Maybe he'll just bring another dog. <laughs> or he can just say, like, it was some sort of old man accident, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. I fell. He's a bee. It was a, a bee. <laughs> um, loser, I would have to say uh, Jimmy and Kim's relationship. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, I think this is the beginning of the end for it yeah. in a big way like yeah. that scene last week when they're on the couch and they're watching the movie together and they're like cuddling up next to each other there, there's no going back to that yeah. you know, we're, we're we're on the roller coaster going down it is that, built on sand yeah that <laughs> house yeah so um, yeah uh, Kim is the loser I'm gonna go uh, uh, with that uh, for for me uh, it's rough I feel bad for her uh, and uh, you know Chuck yeah well she should have known better Mm-hmm. Um, because of who you are. Uh, and my winner, I'm going to go uh, a little outside the story uh, <laughs> and say my winner is Jim Beaver. Jim Beaver! It's Jim Beaver because I love any time that he pops up in mm-hmm. things um, <laughs> and seeing him. I don't think that 
I knew much about him um, uh, in Breaking Bad. Uh, I don't know that I'd seen Deadwood at the time, mm-hmm. um, but now having seen a lot of what he's uh, what he does and seeing him pop up and things, I just saw him in a movie too, um, a pretty recent movie. I can't remember what it is now, of course. Uh, but yeah, Jim Beaver is my winner because uh, he's one of the best character actors out there. All right, um, and that's uh. Are we that all the winner to get to watch him? Yeah. We are yes. all the winner. Yeah. It is all our birthday. I feel it. I feel it every week. Yeah. Every yeah. week I drive home, like, I should have said all of we win. Yeah. <laughs> we won. Uh, all right, that'll do it for this one. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Go to iTunes, rate and review uh, our podcast, Breaking Goodman, and you can win a Better Call Saul t-shirt. We will pick one person at the end of, of this month. Uh, and uh, so far... Nobody's done it, so uh, <laughs> nobody's really? done it. The field what? is wide open. Yeah, the field is wide open. You could if, you, if there's just one person. Guess what? You win that T-shirt. You do make uh, a difference. So break. Uh, break <laughs> Your break. vote counts. Yeah. It's one scenario. <laughs> Go to iTunes, rate, review, Breaking Goodman. Uh, Maybe we need to make a thanks to the panel, and uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. Bye.